Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show. So let's dive right into today's episode. Hey sister, I see you. I know exactly where you're at right now, where you're doing everything that you can to make this online business thing work. You're looking at other people online, other entrepreneurs, seeing them absolutely killing it, doing five figure months, having this beautiful freedom life. It all looks so easy and you're struggling to figure out how to make it easy for yourself as well. And I understand what that's like. I've been there, my love. I know it very well. And I also know exactly what you need to do in order to shift, in order to go from that hectic hustle into that aligned action, to come from a place of blending the strategy with the spirituality in a way that feels Feels good to you so that you can start to call in the clients, the success and the abundance with ease. What I also know is the difference that having support around you on this entrepreneurial journey makes, which is why I have created a beautiful container for my mastermind girls starting in 2020. I am so excited to hold intimate space for the female entrepreneurs inside this container who are ready to get clear on how they're showing up, on how to build their business, on how to align themselves with the income that they are worthy of of and put the strategies in place to call in that first five figures in their business. So if you have been looking for the support, for the guidance and for the sisterhood of women rising with you, I invite you to find out more about the mastermind and to apply to join us inside by heading to the link in the show notes below. Today, I am sitting down with such a queen inside of this episode. I'm honestly so excited to share this one with you where I am sitting down with the beautiful Jamie Jocelyn King, aka the Slay Coach. And if you've never heard of Jamie or the Slay Coach brand, then it is quite likely that at some point you would have seen her purple hair flitting about the internet or somewhere in your Instagram feed. Seriously, from the second that I connected with Jamie, I just knew that we were each other's people. We are so aligned. We are both all about showing up unapologetic, authentic as fuck, and not letting anybody's opinion of us hold us back. And so much of that comes out inside of this episode. Jamie is an online marketing coach. She is a business mentor for female entrepreneurs, and she's helped hundreds of women to build six-figure companies. She is the founder of the Chardonnay and Slay Your Business networking series and podcast and she is the host and founder of the summit of slay one of my favorite things about jamie is obviously how she shows up so authentically and so herself but what i really love about her is her authenticity and her transparency she's literally not about holding anything back she ain't about that life at all seriously this girl just drops like secret after shift after truth bomb and seriously she's just not about holding anything back she is someone that really speaks her truth when it comes to helping you to rise and giving you the steps that you need to get there. And it's just something that her and I are just so aligned on. And that's why I just love this conversation so much. So I'm so excited for you to listen to this, where we're talking all about the secret to scaling your business to seven figures, how to get aligned in the way that you are showing up online, the importance of storytelling and branding and creating an alter ego, as well as keeping it authentic and keeping it real. We talk about rituals, routines, experiences in creating live events, literally 
everything. So strap yourself in for this episode because there are so many huge takeaways that I know you are going to love. As always, as you are listening, make sure to screenshot your favorite part and share it and tag us over in your Instagram stories. You can tag me at Taylor A. Peters and Jamie at The Sleigh Coach. And I'm so looking forward to hearing your biggest shifts, biggest takeaways and what you loved most out of it. Jamie King, aka the Slay Coach. Welcome, my love, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. You're my people. I'm super jazzed. I love what you're doing in the online space. I'm so glad I got to do some stalking and get to know you a little bit better before this, but like, you're killing it, girl. Oh, honey, same, same, same back at you. Honestly, like I just feel very grateful that we've been connected. And like I said, I've been following you for a while and to now be able to get to know you a lot better. And honestly, I just feel like we're just so aligned little soul sisters, like living in the world of being a little bit different, a little bit out of the box. If you guys don't know Jamie, she's got amazing purple hair. She is just so incredible, has a beautiful personal brand and just is so authentically herself, which I just love. You definitely want to go and check her out on Instagram. But Jamie, my love tell us a little bit about you tell us about what you do and yeah just give us the insight to all things the slay coach all slay coach in a nutshell so slay coach started two years ago before that i was an online marketing broke fitness coach beauty school dropout corporate dropout all of the things no formal education i was a young mom i got pregnant when i was 19 i have three kids i cuss like a sailor i have built i went from you know broke fitness coach to seven figure business owner and i've done every i've had six or seven different businesses before i've really turned it on and made the thing work. And so my mission in the online world and in the, on the planet in this lifetime is to show women what's possible by going first, by being the one to say, okay, why the fuck not me? By being the one to say, I'm okay with being different. By being the one to say, yes, I cuss like a sailor and I'm a really good person. Like, yes, I am covered in tattoos and I'm super successful. Yes, I am a beauty school dropout who's uneducated formally, right? Like no university, no college degree, who's retired her master's educated husband from a six-figure corporate job to work in my company. So mission accomplished, right? There's always another mission, but my goal in this world is I always felt out of place. You know, I always felt like I didn't quite fit the mold. I I looked at all things college and university, whatever you call it in Australia, <laughs> university, maybe, I don't know, yeah, I was, university, higher education. I always looked at that and said, fuck this. <laughs> I don't like this. This is not for me. I did the corporate thing. I did very well. I did everything I did. I did very well. Beauty school, you know, the corporate job, you know, I made my way up the corporate ladder and I was managing call centers of 500 people that reported to me, you know, 20 ops managers, you know, or 20 supervisors, two ops managers. I I did the whole nine to five thing. I did the network marketing thing. And it wasn't until two years ago when I started, I had this rock bottom moment, right? The rock bottom that you hear people talking about Mm -hmm. where I said enough is enough. And that was when my daughter, my four month old, my youngest, we call her a little psycho baby, my sasshole toddler. Now she was four months old. She got diagnosed with infantile scoliosis. And I was looking at, um, a 
what on paper looked like a successful business. You know, I was making two or $3,000 a month. I was able to leave my corporate job to stay home with my kids. I was doing the online marketing thing, the network marketing thing. I was speech body coach. I was, you know, outwardly, it looked like I was successful, like appearance wise, like people thought I was doing well. And, but on paper, I was like struggling to pay my bills. I wasn't feeling true freedom. I didn't have financial freedom. We were choosing our daughter's medical care, like what hospital we were going to based on what we could afford. So it was like, am I really choosing? Is this my life? Like this, yeah. I'm 30 years old. This is not my life. How did this become my life? I was yeah. not supposed to end up like this <laughs> because when you hit like 30, you're like, oh wait, I should have been somewhere else by now. Like what happened? Right. Mm. I don't know. And so that's when I decided to go all in. I started treating my business like a business. I created a new brand. I rebranded, created my alter ego, stepped into her, hired a mentor, did all of the online marketing courses, but actually did them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like not just buy them and let them sit and collect <laughs> dust in your computer, right? Feel good about pressing purchase. Yeah. Virtual, virtual dust. Nothing was being collected anymore. <laughs> and really just went for it. And in two years I was able to build a seven figure brand and retire my husband and buy my dream house and travel the world and all the things. Yeah. Speak oh. on stages and yes. here we are. And you've just accomplished so much and you're such like just a beam of light for like everything that you said in terms of like, you know, really representing those that don't necessarily feel represented all the time in this sort of space or who question, you know, like, oh, if I say fuck in an Instagram post, like, will anybody like me? Like, of course they fucking will. Like shine authentically. It's so important, but there aren't a lot of people who are pushing those boundaries out there. And I think a lot of people maybe want to, but they aren't allowing themselves to break out of the mold of what they think quote unquote is going to make them successful, you know, but ultimately like creating that alter ego and stepping into that fully and just owning who you are like unapologetically is what is so powerful. And you just demonstrate that so well, which I love. And I love like the background to you. Honestly, everything you're saying, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me my life or your life? Because everything's (laughs) the same. Like literally like did like the network marketing, like did the corporate, like, you know, did manage the teams in sales, like all of that. So I'm like, hey, that's why we're here right now on this interview. You know what I mean? Like she, Oh, she would not have like had me on this show if we were not soul sisters. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. wouldn't put someone on your show that wasn't aligned. Totally. And the thing about me saying fuck unapologetically people in the beginning, I was terrified. You know, I would write, fuck. how do you, how do you type that? How do you say when it's typed <laughs> fuck with yeah. no you? With the star, you know, <laughs> a little star. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, you know how people like type? They want to say what they really mean and how they talk in person, but they're afraid if they type it on Facebook that someone will then say, You are not qualified to serve. But I'm like, yes. Wait, no, no, the people that I want to serve love the word fuck. And in fact, they will actually pay me because I say fuck, not yes. because I, you know what I mean? Yes. So a true. funny example. Here's a funny story. My mom at Summit of Slakes, I hosted a major conference back in August, and my mom was like meeting people and like, oh, you're the sleep coach's mom. And she was like, What do you like tell? Are you proud of your daughter? She was like, Yeah, I, like try to like brag on her. But when like people ask me what she does for a living, I say, I don't know, she colors her hair purple, she says fuck a lot, and people throw money at her. <laughs> 
that, that was her job description. Bio. Like, people were like, it's very elusive. I don't know what that exactly means, but it sounds true. <laughs> Clearly yep. it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's amazing. And I love, you know, as well, like the fact that for you, you know, and as you said, like everyone's kind of got a rock bottom, like a point that it's like a turning point for them. But I love that for you, it was kind of a wake up around like, wait, 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 wait. I don't have the freedom that I'm seeking in my life. And I know that that's something that you are massive on is really, you know, helping people, especially, you know, you're you're someone that's built a seven figure business. So like you help a lot of other entrepreneurs to realize like, okay, like, you know, you got into this for a reason. Maybe you've gotten a little bit cloudy along the way because ultimately it can be very easy to sort of like, you know, get into a position where like, you know, on paper, like you said, it looks very good, but you know, you might feel very trapped or you might be like not really coping with the bills or you have got the money coming in, but you don't have the time to even enjoy the freedom that it provides. So I'd love for you to touch on that a little bit because obviously you're an expert at like stepping into that fully and starting to own it. And for those that are kind of like wanting to start to, get into that side of freedom, which obviously, you know, everybody thinks they want money, but they want money because it creates that freedom in their life. So I'd love for you to touch on that a little bit. So I, I wasn't always the slay coach. And so when I, when I started this brand, when I had that aha moment, right, the rock bottom moment, I started to witness all the ways and the areas where I was inauthentic, where I wasn't being myself, where I was telling myself, And you hear the term all the time, oh, I was telling myself a story about what I needed to do, or these are the stories I was telling myself. But I really just started looking deeply in the mirror at my own bullshit meter. Like my bullshit detector was like turned off (laughs) in Mm. myself. Like I would see it in others, but it was so turned off. Like I had not, no frame of reference for how out of alignment that I actually was so much so that I had convinced myself that I actually liked these other things Mm. that I actually, I had convinced myself. I had made a case for myself that I love rose golden marble back when it was Trent. No, I fucking hate rose golden marble. Like (laughs) I even like did rose golden marble branding and like Mm. pinks and like, which I like hot pink, but like everything I did was what I saw was trending on Instagram or trending on Facebook or Pinterest or in whatever. Or my upline or someone I looked to in the industry was doing that for their branding. And I was like, well, if I want to be successful, I have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. And also a little bit of projection that I had received from corporate America saying, you know, if you want to make it, you have to polish yourself. You have to look a certain way. And I am the queen now of messy action. Do it imperfect. Fuck up a lot. Yeah. Like people always say, how did you build so quickly? I was willing to fuck up more than you were. How did you scale so quickly? I was willing to look really stupid in front of a lot of people. And then I was willing, not just that, it's not just that I was willing to look stupid. I was willing to fuck up and admit when I fucked up. I was willing to say I was sorry. So if I took on too much, like a lot of people you'll see, will take on a lot of clients or they'll take on a lot of work and then they won't deliver or they're not doing it out of like malice or harm or trying to intentionally hurt people or take their money and not deliver a good service or product or whatever, or value. But I think a lot of people in this industry or in the online marketing space will take on a lot and then under deliver, but then also not admit that they fucked up. Mm. (laughs) So when I was building and blowing up very quickly, I didn't, I didn't have the systems and structure in place that I needed to support how quickly I had grown. So I was willing to say, I'm sorry. And I was willing to admit when I was wrong and I was willing to make it up to people. And I think where you see a lot of people flash, they'll be this burning bright star and they'll make it, they'll look like they're appearing successful really quickly. 
and then they'll go away. Mm-hmm. They go away because people aren't repeat customers. They're not repeat buying and they're not creating a sustainable brand that people actually trust and love over time. But the thing is when you own your own shit, when you say I'm flawed, I'm imperfect, I am willing to look stupid and I'm willing to say, I'm sorry, then people fall in love with you. So I was willing, even when it's scary to say, I'm sorry, or to say, I'm not perfect or to say, here's how much, this is what a lot of people don't say is like, okay, yes, I had four six figure months in a row, but what they don't see is the fact that I spent $55,000 just in a mentor in one month cash. Mm -hmm. Then there was an additional 15 K in team expenses. Then there was an additional three grand in travel airfare. Then there was an additional, you know, like like all the things that don't add that people don't understand. Like, yeah, I sold, I had a $300,000 month. Yeah. But (laughs) you know what it took to get there? A lot of fear, a lot of jumping into paying people and trusting that they're going to get the job done Mm. that you don't know. You don't know. I've made a lot of bad investments. I've hired a lot of wrong people (laughs) along the way way. And there's a lot that goes into scaling that quickly. And it's a lot of just owning your shit and jumping in anyways. (laughs) Oh, I think that that is so powerful. And thank you for sharing it because honestly, I feel like it isn't highlighted very often. I think very people are very quick to, you know, really express like the success and the numbers and the things that look really, really good on paper again, but aren't necessarily talking about what's going on behind the scenes and the fear that comes with that. And I think ultimately like being able to own that and talk about it, it one gives power to other people to take those risks as well and to leap in when it feels uncertain and it feels fucking terrifying, but also like highlighting like, yeah, I've like done this and it's like amazing, but also like I had, I had to go through this and I had to trust in the process. And this is what it actually took because because sometimes when all we are seeing is like the numbers and the success, but we're going, okay, well I can do that too. And I'm sure I can do it by myself without like making all those risks. Like it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like I can sort of figure this out by myself because they don't realize that so much is going in, in the back end that is so important and like a lot of risks going on. Um, so yeah, I think that that is just a lot of, a lot of faith, a lot of trusting other humans with your baby. Yeah, a lot of us super driven power women are not good at letting go of control. I'm a control freak. I'm an Enneagram eight. Nothing about me says it's easy to let go. (laughs) Like (laughs) nothing about my personality makes this easy for me, but I have a team of like any, at any given time between eight to 12 people that are supporting me. And Mm -hmm. depending on the season or what we're launching or what we're working on, like any given time, there's at least 10 different moving pieces that people that are humans that are souls that we need to worry about and take care of and nurture yes and so important and for for those that are kind of like coming up against that themselves what are some of the ways that you shifted your mindset to sort of move into that because obviously it's terrifying but you did it anyway so like how did that take place for you so it's really annoying when people coaches life coaches when they're like well just what would your highest self do well my highest self would tell you to fuck (laughs) off that's what my highest self would do (laughs) Not really. Yes, but no. So, but it is that cliche and it is that simple is for one, I have ongoing coaching, ongoing support, and I feel really naked without it. And I'm not saying everyone needs a coach all the time. I don't believe that to be true. I have ongoing support from a mentor or a friend or a peer mastermind or some type of support at all times, because I 
feel so good when I'm supported to bounce ideas or bounce fears. It's mm-hmm. not just ideas or co-create. It's bouncing fears off of people. Like having someone else show a spotlight into what is real and what is your ego drama, like the stories your mind is creating. Hey, can you tell me if this is me being a psychopath? Is this my ego? Am I being a psycho? Or is this actually something we should talk about and think about and plan out and maybe not jump into right now? Or should I just jump? And so to have someone that can see your blind spots maybe better than you has been really, really big because in the beginning, it's not like I was spending, I I wasn't like my expenses in the beginning weren't like $10,000 a month or anything. Like I wasn't, I was just making my first 10 K months. And I, I want to say I was like my very first investment. I spent a thousand dollars a month and that was terrifying at the time. And I remember thinking like, this is stupid. You're really, you're really dumb right now. Like, (laughs) all right, well, fuck it the way I was doing things before. So if you're looking at yourself, if you're in the beginning stages of growth, or if you're needing to get to another level, if you're looking at yourself and you're saying, I'm happy where I am right now, then high fucking five for you, girlfriend. You're Mm. happy. But 90% of us are looking at where we are right now and saying, I can do better. I'm not happy with where I am right now. And we're not keeping it real with ourselves. So we're looking at at ourselves, we're unhappy or we're unfulfilled or we're financially unfulfilled or we don't feel true freedom and we're not doing anything about it. So whatever you have done, if you're taking an inventory saying, this is what I have done to get me this far, what the fuck would it hurt to try one thing that scares me or one thing that's outside of that normal or one risk? Like it starts with little risks, one risk at a time. One risk will get me to that next thing. Because what if it doesn't? Then you learned a valuable lesson. There's no such thing as bad investments. There's no such thing as a failure. There's only lessons. There are only lessons. That's it. So powerful. So good. That will then make you more money. Those lessons make you money. (laughs) Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. Like everything that you're saying, I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. And so I talk about it all the time. People are always like, oh, I'm so scared of making the wrong decision. And like, what if I choose this? What if I choose and I'm like, there's no such thing as a wrong decision. Like you've got to make the right decision based on what's right for you in this moment. And if it works out with a result that you didn't want, guess what? You needed to go through that. You needed that lesson for a reason that's going to shift you into the version of you you need to be to then make a different decision. And that learning to trust in that is everything. It's everything. So I just, yeah, I just think that you're just absolutely smashing it with like all of this. I'm like, yep, guys, like take your notes, take your notes. Because, you know, when you can start to lean into that and lean into that fear, like you said, I think a lot of the time people like, like you said, like I know that, you know, there's more out there for me. I know I could be doing more, all those sort of things. And I know that I'm being called to this thing and like taking this action or investing in this person, but I'm okay. I'll stay where I am. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next month, like maybe when I get to this level, then I'll do that. And you just keep yourself very, very trapped in that position, like wanting for more, wishing for more, knowing that there could be more and not really doing anything about it. And it's just a vicious cycle. So I think when you can start to lean into that fear, like Jamie is saying, like, it is just, it's just so powerful and just going, yeah, okay. Just one thing. And no matter what happens, it's going to work out how it's meant to. But understanding it's not real. This physical world of fear that we create for ourselves is not real. This is a, a, a manifestation of our physical body and our physical fears. But when you understand that I'm a soul that's here on this planet to learn a lesson, my soul was put here for a reason, to learn lessons, to grow, 
to share that gift with others, then you understand that there is nothing that can hurt you. And like, like the old phrase, the only thing to fear is fear itself. Like that's true. There's literally nothing that can hurt you and all the cliche bullshit of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. There's nothing to fear, but fear itself. All those things are true, but it's really cute advice until you're standing over the edge of the cliff and someone's about to push you, right? Yes. You're not thinking about what Jamie, the sleigh coach said on that podcast. <laughs> so, oh, well, I'm standing on a ledge and someone's about to push me over. I better remember that one podcast I listened to that one day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I hope you do. I mean, I would tag me if you're on the ledge. <laughs> As you're falling, you're put falling. it on your stories. <laughs> but you're going to build that shit on the way down, girlfriend. You're going to build the wings on the way down. You're going to build the plan. We can have a skeleton for a plane, right? We just need a skeleton for a plane. We need to know a little bit about what we're doing. We need to know some type of direction of where we're going, but we don't need to know the exact destination. We will build the plane on the way down. 100%. And, and if, if not, crash, you'll probably land in a lake and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, if we crash, what does that even mean? It's not a real crash. Your physical body, everything that you need to feel quote unquote safe and supported is mm. health. Do you have your health? Okay, check. Do you have the people, the five, 10 people that can care you care about the most are they healthy are they well do you have a roof over your head do you have food in your belly okay cool then you're actually safe <laughs> all that other shit is just mind drama and bullshit that's not real yes 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 oh so good lean into that it's so important um talk to us a little bit around you know for you obviously like you've just you've done so much you've come so far you've transformed so much through your whole journey and now obviously running like a seven figure business what does that look like for you like how do you you know there'd be so many things going on obviously you've got an amazing team that's supporting you and you are very big on creating freedom in your life how how do you sort of manage that in terms of, you know, being able to create that freedom and, you know, being able to step into more abundance and calling more money and have a bigger impact while working less and while still being able to be present as a mom and everything like that. So I believe I have a deep rooted faith and truth and belief that I always get to get what I want while other people get to get what they want. So if I'm always, there's always a better way. I actually just recorded a podcast about this on my show because I was so called and inspired. Sometimes I plan out my shows with interviews and you know, funnels, right? Whatever I'm launching, there's a funnel, but this was just an inspired episode where I was like, no, we all get to have what we want. So when we're talking about like, for an example, a negotiation of maybe you're buying a house and you want a price or you want a certain feature or you want, I have a belief, a strong belief that I always get to get what I want while not hurting anyone else or while helping others get what they want. So when I was looking at um, launching like, how can I make, because for me, my heart and soul lies in serving my baby grapes, the fermenters, the people that don't know, the, like you said, I'm kind of the, um, what is the term? The, the, the outcasts, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm their, like books. yeah, I'm their, I'm their leader. You know, like I speak yeah. to the disenfranchised and the ones, you know, with my story, my story is like, I don't have a I wasn't raised with a silver spoon, you know, like I don't mm -hmm. have, I have a very big underdog story and it's my job on this planet to help the underdogs achieve. And so when I was thinking about me charging 80 K hundred K for private coaching, I'm like, well, that fucking sucks. I've had to price myself because I kept getting booked out and booked out and booked out and booked out so that I can't energetically serve the world while just taking on private clients. 
Mm. all the time. How can I serve more and how can I deliver more value? And for me, that looked like a membership. And I was like, okay, how can I make this different? How can I actually fucking help? So all the answers you need is corny and cliche as it sounds is inside of your brain, your connection to source, your connection to something greater, higher power, God, Allah, spirit, whatever the fuck you call your, your leader, your, your significant, you know, being that you look up to in in the world. I'm very spiritual. I'm a spirit junkie, Gabby Bernstein student. Um, I really, really, really sit and get quiet alone away from my screaming children and have a talk with how can I help them while also helping me? How can I help them in a way that serves me? So I was just having this conversation with a client today and she was talking about not launching her mastermind um, because she didn't want to take on too much right now in a season of holidays and also um, she was going through a breakup and she's like, I energetically am not available for this to take on a lot of high level clients. And I was like, why does it have to look a certain way? Why does a mastermind have to look a certain fucking way to, in your head? I'm like, why can't it just look like service? And what does service look like? And what does that energetic exchange feel good for you? And how does it feel good for them? So how can we serve them while also energetically feeling good about the price we just charged and feeling good about the money we're bringing in for the time we are exchanging, right? Or the energy that we are exchanging or the value that we are exchanging in that moment. And for me, I was talking to her down today. I was like, for me, my mastermind looks like taking on less people and raising the price point, but also creating a lower level version of that. So I have two masterminds. I have a product suite that serves all different people at all different levels and all different price points. I have a lower level mastermind where they just get um, boxer access to me. And it's significantly lower than the one where they get private access to me. Mm. And then there's the membership where they get weekly coaching for me. And so at $97, I can serve someone, in my opinion, in a transformative way without charging them 80K a year for private yeah. coaching while still giving amazing value to help nurture them to that next level. And that's the point of building a funnel, right? That's why we have a product suite of different kinds of offers to nurture them and help them grow until they're able to you know, hire you privately or join your mastermind or whatever. And so I'm always looking at what is everyone else doing in my niche or area? What do I not like about that? How can I do this way fucking better? How can I charge less for it? Yeah. I'm always looking at how can I offer better value at less price? I think that that's amazing. And I love that you spoke to that. And I love, cause I think for a lot of people it can, you do hear it a lot, like, you know, charge high ticket and just focus on that. Like, whereas it's like, you know, being aware of your audience and how you can build out, you know, a product suite, like you said, of different service ranges so that you can number one, take them through a beautiful journey, but serve them wherever they're at. And so obviously, you know, they're probably going to go through the journey. They're going to start, you know, at that sort of bottom level, and then they're going to work their way up and up and up and up until they are in your masterminds or your coaching and things like that, which is incredible for both them and you, because ultimately you're creating systems in place that allow you to, like you said, like, you know, make more work less and serve more as well. Um, but also in a way that serves them and that's available to them too, which I just think is incredible. And I think, you know, for those listening that have businesses as well, like uh, really take that on board in terms of like, you know, building out the product suite and the journey and don't be afraid to like have different levels that you can put people through because ultimately that is going to be of the highest service for both you and them. And don't be afraid to say, why the fuck can't this be better? Mm -hmm. So 
there, Steve Jobs didn't invent the phone, the portable, like the mobile phone, you know, he was like, how can this be better? And so a lot of times in the online space, we'll look at people that are peers or mentors and we'll see how they are running their business and we'll copy and paste that blueprint, right? We'll say, oh, they're doing weekly coaching calls. Okay, cool. I'll do weekly coaching calls. Mm. Okay, they're doing Voxer support. Okay, cool. I'll do Voxer support. If you just sit, close your fucking eyes and ask, how can I give them value? How can I mentor? How can I help? How can I teach? How can I transform in a way that's never been done before? And so for me, that was look like a membership site that was all encompassing of templates and um journal prompts and affirmations and meditation and recording all in one box, but also like, oh, let's do giveaways. Let's let them earn points to earn calls with us. Let's do, I was like, maybe we could do like credits where they could like buy a certain credit package and then they could upgrade to group calls or private calls with a Slate coach or Slate team members could hop on the phone with some of these people with using their credits. Or it's like, why do we look at one thing and think, Oh, I have to do it this way. Mm, Yeah. Instead of stopping and thinking, how could this be better? Yes. Oh my gosh. And I think as well, it even comes back to what you were saying before it goes hand in hand with everything that you've been saying. Like for you, you are someone that like challenges the norm. So obviously I love that about you and the way that you, you live that in your brand, but you also live it in your products and your services, which is incredible in the way that you serve the world. Um, but what it also links in with what you were saying before, where you were like, you know, I'm not afraid to like apologize. Like if, if something goes not the way that I planned it and, you know, and I think what, what this sort of links in with is where, you know, people will go, okay, well that person did that. So I'm going to do that. And then you take on all of these things and then ultimately not from a place that actually serves you, but from a place of like obligation and what you thought you should do. Um, right. you know, and then you're like, and then it's like, oh, well now I've got no time for the things that I ultimately wanted to create because I just kept filling my plate with all these things that I saw other people doing. And now I'm like booked out and I don't have all this time. And I really wanted to show up in a different way. And I think, even if you are in that position right now where you have been building out like that and you're at a position where you're like, Oh, I just want things to be different. Know that it's safe to like slow down enough to speed up and to maybe just take. Ooh, so good. Yeah. That was (laughs) good. To just like take stock of exactly where you're at and then get clear on where it is that you're going. Cause I've definitely seen this before in other people and other coaches online and even in elements of my own business where like, you know, you thought you were going in one direction and it can be, almost terrifying to slow down enough to like really craft out where it is that you actually want to go. But ultimately knowing like that's coming to you for a reason, like trust that, give yourself enough time to take stock and then figure out what direction you want to go in and then go full steam ahead. Yep. Exactly. Like you think about pulling an arrow back, you know, like yeah, you go backwards to go forward. Yeah. Yep. 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 So powerful. Um, so you create incredible like experiences, like face to face as well. I want you to break down like the whole baby grape thing and what that is. And I also want to touch a little bit on summit of slay because that event looked amazing. Um, and I would love to know the journey of, you know, creating an event and what went into that and what it was like. So talk to us first about what a baby grape is. Cause I just love it. <laughs> before, and I want everyone to know <laughs> my favorite. So it started with my underdog story, right? You know, this chip on my shoulder in the network marketing space, feeling like I wasn't a serious business owner. Like no one's going to take me seriously. I'm just a network marketer, you know? Mm. So I didn't go to networking events. I would see all these great things. I didn't have business cards. I think I did eventually get them printed, but like in the beginning, I didn't have business cards. I 
didn't think I was, I didn't have the website. I didn't think I was a serious, but well, I'm just a beach body coach or I'm just a network marketer. You're like, no, nobody's going to think I'm a real business owner. And so I would be like afraid to introduce myself to people and like say what I did for a living. And, and I was making good money, you know, like I was replacing my corporate, like half my corporate salary with that, which was enough to stay home, you know, Mm -hmm. with my kids. And so it was like, (laughs) why wouldn't I own that? And, and so networking felt exclusive. It felt like you had to already be a fully packaged business owner in order to go to these things to introduce yourself to the world, right? Or there was industry specific networking events of real estate developer or, or real estate business owners, or there would be like, I remember one thing that I went to, there's a chain. It's not a chain. It's like a, a, I guess it is a chain. I don't know. It's called creative mornings in the States and they're all over the country. And, um, I would go to these creative mornings events in, in my city of Louisville and they were on Friday morning. And I remember thinking what creative that's building their side hustle can go to a Friday morning networking event. And I was like, uh, they're still working their nine to fives, yo. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I was still building my side hustle while I was, you know, working on someone else's dime. Yeah. My angel investor was my corporate job. Hello. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like I was like, I couldn't just take off work to go network with other creatives. I was like working, you know, for someone else still. So I saw those and then I saw these industry specific networking events and I was like, where is something that brings women together in a place that feels approachable for introverts, that feels approachable for what I call baby grapes. And we were, and that's when I came up with a sleigh coach brand. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to be the sleigh coach, what's my networking series going to be called? And I was like, well, I love wine. So wine makes people feel relaxed. Wine makes people feel like they can do anything. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, cool. Chardonnay and sleigh. So it feels laid back. So I gave it a laid back title. So it felt inviting and inclusive. And I was like, oh, it's not a networking event. No pressure. It's just Chardonnay and then we're going to sleigh. Cool. So Chardonnay and sleigh. And then, um, so we came up with these little stages. So when you walk into a Chardonnay and sleigh event, there are little stations where you can get name tags and the stations have big signs that say, I'm a baby grape. I have an idea or a hobby, but I'm not sure how to create a business or I'm fermenting, I have a business, but I don't have a website and it's kind of just word of mouth or friend referral or someone will ask me to do it, but I want to learn how to grow or I'm a full-fledged bottle of wine. Um, I'm here to learn how to scale into a real company or they'll get a name tag that says, I'm a boss babe Bordeaux and I can help mentor others in my industry. And so we help connect wedding planners and photographers and people that just bought their first digital camera to experienced photographers or people that want to get into the wedding event planning industry, but don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm. Or maybe they are a creative or a life coach and they want to meet a business coach or maybe like, it's like all of these women, how could I have a weaver? We have a, a, a literally a woman who weaves fabric in her home from goats and Gora oh, goats that she has that she literally <laughs> on the spindle, like Rumpelstiltskin. It's amazing. Like, yeah. And she sells the fabric that she weaves and weaves it into like clothing and then sells the clothing. It's like total home. She's hosted one of the events so we could all come see her goats and her process and how she did it. We have ethical fashion designers that are hosts that only, you know, that 
own women owned fashion designers that are local and so it's like all about and we've actually created a little economy where they all just buy from each other and oh. it's like oh i'm supporting a sleigh business right now or i'm support, supporting a chardonnay and sleigh lady boss that and is so amazing they all, yeah it's like this really cool little tribe we created in louisville so we just started to recreate that in nashville and now we have people from the membership that are going to be founders we've we're membership people get to license the chardonnay and sleigh brand for free and then start a chardonnay and sleigh in their towns and i will come to the grand opening for that so oh we have one goodness, that's so great i love we have it one we have one starting in the uk um so it's now going to be international so oh that is so great that is so amazing i'm in love with the names too like when you said those i was like oh that's so good like all the little stages i think it's so nice because it's not like you know, a big name tag, like, Hey, I'm new. Like, you know, right. I don't know anything. Like it's like, I'm a baby grape. That's cute. I'm like, baby yes. Oh, and so they, and they get so excited. We rec we, um, recognize them every month when they graduate. They're like, I graduated. I'm a full fledged bottle of wine now. Like <laughs> we let them, we let them practice their pitches every month. So we let them get on a microphone and practice their pitching and tell everybody what they're working on. And so, and we sell them out every month. We haven't had one since summit of sleigh, but we're having a big holiday bazaar for it. And, um, they sell out every month and we have like anywhere from, depending on the size of the room, 30 to 60 women each time. And yeah, super fun. And, oh, but I in person, it. but I tell people this all the time. Well, how did you grow so quickly? I bring people together and that translates online. It makes my community, my online Facebook group look more engaged because all these women are meeting each other in real life. They're getting to know each other in my groups and courses. And then they're making friends. Like I have a, a baking, two baking ladies that are now best friends that I connected at a networking group and they live in different states and now they're like BFFs and they met in Chardonnay and Slate. I don't know. It's oh, crazy. That's like, amazing. And it, isn't it nice? Like not that I've done like face-to-face -face events, but like even in like online courses and group programs and things when you see your gals, like become little besties and you're like, Oh, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, just little Cupid over here. Just like connecting people. Like, it's just the best. Like, and I just best love feeling. that you do that. And I like, I love like events and things like that. So, oh, it's so good. Like, and I love that it's gone international now. That's so exciting. I'll be on the lookout in Australia soon. I'm sure that'll I know, be right. Yeah. So wild. <laughs> and then obviously you had summit of Slay as well. So how was that different to the networking events that you do? Mm, so summit of Slay is like, the mix between a concert and a drag show and yeah. <laughs> best name by the way. I love it. Thank you. I was really into Game of Thrones at the time. I was like Summit of Slay. <laughs> Sounds like Game of Thrones. Slay is coming. <laughs> Slay is coming. Yes, that's exactly like what it was my my mood at the time when I was watching. <laughs> like, people didn't get it when I came dressed up as Jon Snow. It was weird. Oh and, I know, right? <laughs> why she have a beard now? That's awkward. <laughs> um, but no, here's a fun fact to Summit of Slay. Every time I launch something in my business, I get a new tattoo. So oh, yes. that's oh, my Summit of Slay tattoo. That. <gasps> yeah. That's so cool. And this is the Chardonnay and Slay logo on my middle finger. Love it. Um, yeah. So this is this, my tattoo here says Namaste. Slay. Yes, so, like, I live my that. brand. My whole, my whole body is, uh, these were Summit of Slay tattoos. We had a tattoo artist. Oh, I wish cool. you guys could see this on the podcast. So yeah. we had a tattoo artist at Summit of Slay. So women signed up to get, I have literally like 40 or 50 women walking around with my brand on their body. That's amazing. That is so cool. Isn't that funny? Like the icons from Summit of Slay, they're all like tattooed all over these women. All of them. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so That's cool. 
So, so good. So what was the process like in terms of, um, you know, creating such a big event like that? Shit, your pants terrifying. The scariest shit I've ever done in my life. (laughs) So planning this and it's like, cool. I spend and I make investments all the time that are terrifying, but never one that I didn't know. Well, I knew that I knew that there was a return, but it wasn't like I was certain on the return or, you know, it was like, I looked at the price tag and we were getting towards the six figure mark of expenses for Mm -hmm. this event. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of money. And it's all coming out of my pocket all in the next three months. (laughs) And it was like, you never like people talk about, I talk about money mindset all the time. It's an exercise that has to be done. It's not like, Oh, you like when you go to the gym, you can't just go to the gym for like three months and you're like, Oh, I'm done. I'm in shape now. Like I don't ever have to go back. <laughs> like money <laughs> mindset. is an, Yeah. Right. Like, thank God. I never, <laughs> I can eat pizza for the rest of my life and everything's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that's not how it works, you guys. So for me, it was, how can I, um, exercise and use this process that I used when I was spending a thousand dollars a month at the same level of me walking through this process of spending a hundred thousand dollars in a month or Mm -hmm. like two or three months I was spending, um, upwards of not quite six figures, but 90 something. I don't remember the exact final budget, but ticket sales. I gave away so many tickets and people don't talk about this when they sell out their events there's so much that goes on behind the scenes when someone says they sell out an event, bitch, you gave away half the tickets to that event. <laughs> Grant Cardone, Lewis Howes, all like every major influencer wants to say, yes, they say they sold out their event, but what they don't tell you is behind the scenes, they're also giving away a fuck ton of tickets to yes. students or prior students or, you know, it's like to fill the seats. And yeah. so it's terrifying trying to get hundreds of women to not just invent not invest, not just, not invent, fuck me, not just invest their money to go to buy a ticket, but their time and their Mm -hmm. energy. And people don't understand how powerful that, what the huge ROI is from an in-person event, but there's so many factors. People are going on vacation. People have lives outside of just you. So me spending all this money for one, selling it, was super, super scary. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I have to sell this thing for like six months. Cause it's the longest, like it's not a launch period really. It's like, here's a little baby launch period. Then we'll take a time off and launch. Cause I was running my actual business. Most people, when they put on massive events like this, aren't selling products every month and yeah. I'm selling products every month. So the time in our promotional calendar was slim because we're also promoting all of these other offers that we're selling. So we didn't have a lot of space to promote it in our launch calendar that fit in a way that flowed that wasn't overwhelming to our audience. And so I knew that this was going to be a huge learning experience and I was paying for the lesson. So the perspective on that was what I had. And also I was willing to pay whatever it took to make it amazing because mm-hmm. the first experience for me had to be amazing because people have to come, they have to want to come back. They have to want to tell their friends about it. Yeah. And so for me, I was like hiring the right people. I had a killer planner shout out to my big day events. Like I had a killer event planner. I had a great venue. I had great drag Queens. Yes. <laughs> you know, I had amazing speakers. I had amazing, amazing support system from clients. And it was, it was really, really energetically the 
coolest thing I've ever done with my life. The most like exciting, crazy, proud of myself, maybe like childbirth. I think I was proud of myself with that too, but like (laughs) maybe other than that, it was like the coolest thing I've ever birthed into existence. And the ripple effects after seeing how many people have up leveled and built amazing businesses since then and made a lot of money since then yeah. is like insanely inspiring. So, yeah, yeah I love that. And it, on, honestly, like I saw it all over Instagram and I loved it. Like just like looking on and just sort of seeing like, I was like, that looks amazing. And like the feedback from people who went and things like that, like so many people like best event I've ever been to. So like, shout out to you because you created such an incredible experience you. that, you know, over in Oz, like I'm aware. Thank so, you, right? you know, there'd be many of us out there that are looking at it and going like, yeah, you're killing it. Like you're doing such an amazing right. job. And as you said. It's so funny. Thank you for saying that. My men, one of my mentors, Kara Leba of the Champagne Diet. So mm-hmm. she's the author of the book Girl Code. Her new book. I just got an advanced copy of it. It doesn't come out till next week. I'm not paid to plug this, but she wrote about Summit of Slay in her book being the best event that she's ever gone to. Gone to, oh. and she gets paid to speak on stages all over the world. And so That's that was like, but it's because that question that we talked about earlier in the show. I asked, how can I make this different? How can this be better? Yeah. I think that's so so at every level with everything that you do. If you just ask, how can I be different? How can I be better? And that's exactly what you'll get because you're opening yourself up to receiving the answers, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what you did. That's incredible. And that's so amazing that she popped it in the book as well. Like obviously testament to you. So pride. So would have I, a hundred percent, might shed a little tear for you. <laughs> right? That's like, so great. Um, I love as well that you touched on money mindset and that's obviously been a massive thing for you through this whole journey. In terms of money mindset, something that we do talk about a fair bit on the podcast, I would love for you to share maybe like one or two of like the top things that have really been stand out for you on your journey. Like obviously, you know, especially coming from, you know, an underdog sort of background and not being born with a silver spoon in your mouth, like you know, I'm very similar to you and I had to do a lot of work around like scarcity mindset and a lot of fear around money. Um, so if there's something that's been stand out on your journey around money mindset that you could share with the listeners, what would it be? So understanding the foundation of uh, income, of, of money, of energy, understanding that number one, money is an exchange. Money is an energetic exchange. You can exchange money for time, you can also exchange money for value. So I can give someone an insane amount of value, but not necessarily a lot of my time. Mm. So understanding that money is just a representation. The the amount of income that you're bringing in is a representation of the amount of value you are putting out into people's lives. And so understanding that, once you understand the energetics of money, you understand that it is impossible to lose money without money coming back to you. So understanding that there's no such thing as a bad investment. There's no such thing as losing money because money is energy. And if you are releasing and in a healthy relationship with money, if you're like, am I being a good steward of it? Am I respecting it in my life? Or am I blowing it on stupid shit that doesn't actually serve me? Am I respecting money? Am I taking my money and investing it in places that are going to get a return with the expectation of knowing that not everything is going to be a smash hit because it's literally the release. Have you ever had a client or seen someone just massively up level just after signing a contract and sending pay on PayPal? Why is that? It's not because you've had a call with them. It's not because you've magically 
shifted them via Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, in, in shifted you know, their brain without working with them, right? Like that's not what happened. What happened is they got into a good flow with money. They got into a good energetic alignment with it and they release their fear around losing it. Therefore, the universe then rewards them with sending it back to them tenfold. That's how it works. Money is a law. So I recommend this book to everyone if you all haven't read it. I read it literally every day not the whole book. I read a snippet of this book every day. I go to it. I've read it three times and I go to it every single day. It's on my desk and it's Marianne Williamson's, um, the law of divine compensation. Um, it's a book on work, money, and miracles. So if you expect that money is going to come back to you, you ex release it. You know that it's impossible to fuck it up. You can't make a bad investment. And I've made tons of quote unquote bad investments where I hired a bot strategist or a <laughs> a course that I never took or that that money is returning to you. It's the flow. It's the cycle of it. It's energy. It has to keep flowing. So if you're hoarding it, it's not going to come back to you. If you're blowing it on bullshit that actually doesn't serve you because you're trying to like fill some void within you, that's not going to serve you. But if you're spending it with love and intention, it's it can't not. There's no such thing. It's not fucking possible. It's coming back. It's already decided done period. Love it so much. And it's so funny because all of that was so divinely perfect. And then I was going to ask you like, if there was like a book that you could recommend, like what would it be? And you already picked <laughs> that off. So <laughs> well done. So we'll put that in the nice. show. <laughs> so fucking good. In fact, you, I, I'll give you guys, it's, I'll give a link to your listeners to um, my money mindset course for free. I'll just give them a coupon code. Oh, you're uh, amazing. Yeah. It was, it was a course. And here's where you're going to laugh done is better than perfect. My philosophy, my first course ever was my money course and it's called unfuck your money mindset and budgeting course. So it has an Excel. So it's a little bit of the masculine, a little bit of the feminine. Yes. Um, all about it. I recorded the first module in my bathtub. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> the acoustics would have been great. <laughs> right. I was like, I had a little like bandeau top on and I was like, not naked, but I was like, I'm feeling really energetically good in here. My kids can't get in here. This is a great place to record a module. So I did it. I was like, fuck it. I don't care. It's Maybe I'm naked. Maybe I'm not. You guys will never know. Right. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone will be very, very excited for that. Oh, all right, my love. If there's one last thing that you could leave our listeners with, whatever it is, maybe it's something you talked about and maybe it's not, something that's going to help them to truly slay and to just step into that abundant version of themselves, what would it be? Understanding that if you are listening to this podcast, you are probably just like us because Taylor and I are kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, I need you to understand that you are going to be too much for people and that is enough. You are going to be too much for people and that is enough. It's my favorite quote from my presentation at Summit of Slay, but I cannot say it enough because I shrank myself to fit into a box of what success looked like, to fit into someone's stereotype and fitting in that box made me really poor. <laughs> it made me broke as fuck. It made me not happier. It did not make me fulfilled. It did not keep me safe. It in fact attracted people to me that then could hurt me. So when I say living as you're too much, extra as fuck, crazy, tattooed, whoever the fuck you are, and even if you're in your corporate life, wherever you are, if you are too much for someone, it has nothing to do with you. 
and everything to do about them. But when you step into being your full self, your actual self, who you were born to be, you will then attract blessings that you could never have even imagined, period. I love it. You guys heard it here first. Oh, I got actual goosebumps. Like seriously, like that just spoke to my soul and all of our listeners are very aligned. So I know that that will be exactly what they needed to hear. So thank you so much. Oh, I love you. I'm obsessed with you. I know everyone's going to be after listening to this interview. So please tell them where they can find you, where they can connect with you online. You can find me at www.theslaycoach.com. You can find me at the Slay Coach on Instagram. We're on, I have a whole content team. We're on Pinterest. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. Twitter? No, just kidding. <laughs> I like to call it twatting. <laughs> We're on all the things. Hashtag twatting. <laughs> Hashtag twatting. Find me at the Slay Coach. No, I love your energy. It's been such a blessing to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, darling. Right back at you. Love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for spending this time with me. If you loved the episode, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a DM. Make sure you come and connect with me over on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters and check out my website for programs, courses and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.